All right. Uh, well, we'll go ahead and uh, we'll go ahead and get into it. Get started. Uh, hello and uh, welcome again to Podcast in the Woods, my friends. Uh, as always, I am Boomer, and joining me is my amazing and wonderful co-host, uh, who does not love Mutant Cat, uh, but may <laughs> love the movie that we're going to talk about today. <laughs> okay, so see, yeah, now, now we have to get into the behind the scenes. I did not love Mutant Cat. I can recognize Mutant Cat <laughs> as being horrible. You guys are it was so much fun for ends of the spectrum. Totally different ends of the spectrum. It's not that I hate it, but I don't I, really love it either. It was She's the like, there's just one big problem ever. with Mutant Cat that I couldn't get past. Exactly. It's like so good, it's bad. Or Mutant Cat yeah, is my so bad. Good, it's bad. There you go. Mutant <laughs> Cat was a lot of fun to watch. It was the dumbest movie ever. Yeah. yeah. However, it was it was a very nice experience. It was a lot of fun. I just don't love it like Boomer loves it. <laughs> it's his favorite. Uh, and that's it's okay, my friend. Hey, you're in a safe space. We don't judge here. Yeah, no Mutant Cat has rocketed up into my top 10 of all time. Really? Uh, you know, it is, it's unseated, uh, you know, movies like Psycho, The Exorcist. I mean, who gives a shit about that, you know, when you have, right. you have Mutant Cat? Right. <laughs> mm -hmm. um, well, and also, if, uh, you know, you could not tell, we have a couple of <laughs> wonderful, amazing people joining us today. Um, I like to call them the first couple of horror, especially <laughs> on YouTube. We are joined by Ken and Ashley Sledge of Sledgehammer Horror. Uh, it is so good to have you back. Uh, you know, yeah. kind of like I was I was telling you before we started, I had such a blast the last time that that uh, we got to have you on the show, and I'm just looking for a way to to get you back on. And I'm really, really, really happy that you picked this one uh, to side with Gabby against me. Uh, <laughs> I'm happy about yeah, that. Yeah, we're happy to be here. Yeah, right. welcome. Yeah. Welcome to the show. Um, and hey, before we uh, get into uh, how wrong that I am, like I always am, why don't you tell the, the listeners out there uh, a little bit about what you guys do on Sledgehammer Horror and uh, where they can find you. So you do a segment called My First Horror Movie. You can, you me to that, that's your baby. Okay. Uh, my First Horror Movie is my segment. Um, we talk about the first horror movie that people have watched. I've had Boomer on the show soon hope to have gabby on the show um talking about the first horror movie they watched how it affected them what it means to them give me a day um, we time, also friend. do didn't see that coming huh give me a day in time friend okay after this we're gonna plan it out Absolutely. <laughs> um we have a segment called didn't see that coming we take an um a movie that has a twist which i love a good twist mm -hmm. um and say how that affected us and then we have another segment called versus where we take an original versus a remake and talk about things we like and dislike about both of them yep. so and we also do top oh, 10 we... rankings and franchise rankings once a week we do a live episode with guests and um you can find us on Facebook and Instagram at Sledgehammer Horror, on Twitter at Sledgehammer Horror, H-O-R, and YouTube.com slash Sledgehammer Horror. Awesome, awesome. Can I just say and for the listeners, whoever has never seen or heard anything from you guys, I, why? <laughs> Is there well, thank you. Yeah. That's so kind. Thank you so much. Well, and it's funny because like we're, we're repeat customers here like we've had uh boomer on the channel a couple different times and mm -hmm. we were going to start including gabby more into that um 
She's been kind of just that dead mouse hanging out in front of the couch for a little oh, bit. No. We're trying, we're trying to revive in. her and bring, bring her back to life and bring her on here. So. Oh, you're so much more than a dead mouse. <laughs> yeah. Well, I'll be the broom. Ashley will be your dustpan and we're going to get you yes. and we're going to bring you back. Um, but it, Meta- it's it's metaphor. Yeah. It's such an honor anytime we get to work with you guys. Like it's it's genuinely one of my favorite things to do. So any excuse I have to work with you guys, I will take it. Like we could talk about, I don't know, Lance Armstrong's beating bikes with drugs or whatever. And I'd still be like, <laughs> yeah, let's do it. I I don't know what it is, but I'll do it. I actually have a lot of opinions on that. So no, I'm kidding. I do, but no, right. I don't have to get Hey, I don't, I don't, I don't mind that. I, th- I think they should be allowed to juice all they want as long as it's an open playing field. Uh, <laughs> Make it more fun for us. <laughs> yeah, uh, I, it's, it kind of reminds me of like I don't know if you've seen the Simpsons episode where there's like all this government nefarious things going on. Yeah, uh, the one with Mark McGuire, huh? What about the Simpsons? Well, so uh, there's a Simpsons episode where Mark McGuire comes on. And um, there's all this stuff going on. And he's like, oh, do you really want to know what's going on? Or do you want to just see me hit dingers? And everybody's like, dingers. <laughs> how, are, how are the Simpsons always like, up? Yeah, they're the always Simpsons are so above good, their time, man. for sure. Yeah. Like, <laughs> I, personally, my favorite's Futurama, but it's still by the same creators. Yeah. But that's just so brilliant, man. Okay, Ken, if that's the case, is the hardest that you ever cried at a cartoon, that one Jurassic episode with the, the dog? Bark? Jurassic Bark. Oh, yes. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. See? You can't see. You can't see it. Oh, my God. Uh, You're using my head. I know. I, I have Bender on my shin, and you can't see it. <laughs> I have a Bender tattoo on my shin. That's You're awesome. Um, shadow. Yeah. Um, and actually, there's an episode of Futurama called Luck of the Fryish that I actually cried even harder yes, at. Yes, that one. About yeah. Fry and his brother. Like, I sobbed during this episode. At the yes. end of it, like, I was unconsolable. Like, I was on Ashley, like... <laughs> we, we just miss Fry and Lila. Yeah, we were year. Fry and Lila for Halloween one year. Oh, that's so Oh, that's cool. so cool. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, that is... That's... Oh, man. I, those shows are just absolutely hilarious. In fact, man, we might need to do, like, a Treehouse of Horror episode one, oh, one day. Oh, that, that would be, be sick. Fun. Yeah. Yeah. Yes. And just go like just kind of count that i think like i could see it now like we could just count down like our top 10 favorite uh segments I'm on in. treehouse you, of horror you let us know and we are in a hundred percent can i okay. change my <laughs> halloween pick for october and can we do that instead yeah yeah we can do that okay all right yeah, yeah we'll we'll <laughs> we'll uh we'll talk to you guys uh set up that set up that date if you're available right. i know spooky season is always yeah. busy yes. for everyone it's very busy. um but uh, yeah, that would that, that, that's gonna when be awesome. When do you guys decorate for Halloween? Um, I started in August. August. <laughs> <laughs> so I can. Yeah. I'm. A, I. Oh, absolutely. oh, god. Yeah. Okay. Okay. Our our Wait. whole house and our whole yard is just hocus pocus. It, everything it everywhere. Is, it is, and I started doing it in August. Mm. My daughter did not approve of it. She's like, "It is not Halloween," and I was like, "Oh, you're one like, of those you people." Shut your mouth. <laughs> <laughs> Into your room, you are grounded, young lady. I was lady. like, "We're raising one of those people." <laughs> That's no, all right. I, I guess as as long as it's not one of those things. Do you care if I do something real quick? No, no, go ahead. Um, he's never going to hear this because by the time I will allow him to hear something like this, 
he will not be interested. Um, but can we just real quick say happy birthday to my baby? Oh, oh yeah. Happy birthday. <laughs> my baby boy is gonna be five tomorrow. Oh happy birthday. That's happy birthday, yeah, that's happy birthday, birthday Corby. I love you so much. You'll never hear this. <laughs> if if in some alternate universe you're hearing this, happy birthday, buddy. Yeah. I hope your fifth one's the best one you've had so far. That's awesome. Yeah. When you get old enough where Boomer won't scar you for life, then uh <laughs> happy birthday. <laughs> I can't even say like I don't want to hear I don't want him to hear mommy talk like this because he does every day. Mm -hmm. Well, the thing is, it won't be cool because you're mom. Right. Yeah. You know, like we got a 14 year old. You're still cool at five. You're still cool. But once they hit like. No, I'm saying like once he's old enough to really listen, he's going to be like, I don't want to listen. They hit the teenage years. Like, yeah, you're not. You could be doing the coolest thing in the world. And they're like, yeah, that's awesome. Like, I think that we're pretty cool, but our son does not think so. I I think we're pretty cool too. No cap. (laughs) and definitely cool (laughs) i try to use that language i have nieces that i'm really close with one's 14 or 13 13 and it's like yeah i'll say something and she'll be like no sissy no (laughs) it doesn't fit i know it's like some of the slang i'm like what does that mean yeah, I don't know what you guys are talking I, about. I sound awesome when I do it. You, you guys sound sus. You, okay, yeah. I, I yeah. sound cool. I, no cap. I, okay. I, I hear you know what? No, that right that is just not true. I mean, this this show, Gabby and I, we are bussing on God, on God, <laughs> on God. No, no cap. No cap. Who are you? That was everything okay. to me ever. And I feel like you that, should do that every day. That that's all we needed. Uh, this has been podcast in the woods. Thank <laughs> Thank you guys yeah. for coming out. No, I'm excited. I'm excited to get into this oh, uh, today, guys. Too. We are going to be talking about The Dark and the Wicked, which came out in 2019. Mm-hmm. And this is a Gabby pick uh, because it's not something like Mutant Cat. So Gabby usually <laughs> picks the better horror movies. Uh, Gabby, why did you choose this one? Because I love it. Mm. <laughs> right, it's, uh, that's fair. <laughs> because, because I love it, and because I, um, I, I wanted to talk about how absolutely legit. Oh wait, hold on. More slang. Legit scary. This movie is. Yeah, yeah. It's an actually scary movie. Like this is a movie that can scare really the shit is. out of somebody. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And I. I actually, I think part of the reason that I picked it was I was trying to be like the, the cool, smart new co-host and you were like, yeah, I didn't love it. And I was like, cool. Thanks. <laughs> <laughs> like, wait a minute. You like Ichi the Killer. You don't like this movie. No. <laughs> that movie made me physically sick, by the way, you guys physically ill. It is, oh it is, uh, it's a, it's a chore. It I definitely is, but, I, you, but I blame you. <laughs> it didn't help. It didn't help. Right. It did not, it did not calm me at all. I hate that. <laughs> fucking Ichi. All right. <laughs> Just, I had to think about that. Okay. Yeah. No, you're like, oh, you son of a bitch. No. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Uh, We'll turn this over to uh, to Ken and Ashley. What was your first experience with this this movie like? I mean, did you heard, did you know about this going into it? Did you seen the previews? Uh, was this something you were excited for, or, or just did it kind of like sneak up on you? We went into this blind. 
fine. Mm -hmm. Like we were just, we were both home like on a Tuesday afternoon or something weird. And we put on a movie and had no idea about any of it. And um, like Ken always makes the joke, like we were watching it and we always were like vampires. We always have our blinds and everything's closed. And he was like, if, if you want to open the blinds, like, you know, I, I'm okay if you're scared. So <laughs> yeah, like we didn't like, expect this movie at all, but it was so good and, and really did terrify both of us mm -hmm. in at like two o'clock on a Tuesday afternoon. Yeah. Enough. Yeah. yeah. And it's funny because we put this on kind of as just like a, uh, like, I want to watch something new, but I kind of want it on in the background because we're writing and we're editing and stuff and nothing got done. No, that day. It, it totally yeah. stole our attention. Completely and and always took our attention. And I thought, you know, being 36 years old, having watched horror my whole life, like I genuinely at points I'm like, man, I think I'm desensitized. I don't think anything can really scare me anymore. I think I've seen it all. Mm-hmm. And then a movie like The Dark and the Wicked comes and just blew blew me away. Like this movie is so good. Like, and it's scary. Yeah. Um. It, it's definitely its own type of family love story. Yeah. Um, yeah. Like, like there's the message, so, the message that you get from it. Yeah. It's just love your family. Open communication is yep. a huge part of this movie. If you just talk and let each other in, maybe these crazy things won't happen. And right. The way that the villain is portrayed, like, I don't know if you guys even noticed, but you see the villain himself in the first five minutes of this movie. Mm -hmm. Yeah, He's among the goats yes. in the barn. Like, if what? you look really close, yes, yeah. he's mm -hmm. in there in the barn with the goats. Yeah, yeah, I've got that written in my notes. I'm like, uh, one of the first things that I wrote down was, what? leave the goats alone. <laughs> right, in there? Yeah, yeah. yeah. Yeah, he's in there with the goats mm -hmm. in the barn, and it's I'm just like it's a, it's a blink yeah. and you'll miss it moment. Yeah. You will see him, like you see his physical form in the barn with the goats, and it's just like I love movies that do that. They hide something right in front of you with camera. Yeah. You know, like you can see it. Like once you're looking for it, you see it. Once you, yeah, but like on like first watch, you might miss it. You know, but going back and rewatching it, like to you, be fair, you see more things. <laughs> We've seen this movie probably yeah, 30 times now. Like, wow. I genuinely, genuinely love this movie. And every time I watch it, I fall a little more in love with something else yeah, about you it. See, you find more things that right. you missed. And yeah. like, there's obvious things, you know, the first time you watch that we'll, we'll talk about. But mm -hmm. man, I just, I, I've said it a couple times. This is probably my favorite horror movie to come out in the last 10 years. Yeah. Um, I I, like, I love The Cabin in the Woods. I think that's, it's super smart, super intelligent, a lot of fun. But when it comes to being strictly, I'm watching it for a horror reason, not to just be entertained or to laugh a little. When I'm watching something to get spooked and get scared, I put this up there with uh, Sinister and uh, The Exorcist to some of the scariest films I've ever watched. Yeah. I mean, and it scares you and it doesn't like rely on a bunch of jump scares right. and stuff like, you know, it genuinely scares you. And the good thing is when it does have those jump scares, they're so damn good. Yeah. And that, intense. Yeah. Yes. It, it's not one of those things that they threw in there just to get a response out of you, a shock thing. It's a genuine jump scare that works with the story. Right. And I think that's that's so good. Yeah. So good. For sure. Yeah. yeah I'm gonna like turn this over to, to to Gabby. Like since you like just brought something to to uh to my attention because you know, you were talking about how this is one of your favorite movies to come out in the last few years. So I'm, I want to know where it kind of ranks on Gabby's list. Um, but while you're thinking about that, I'll go ahead and, and get through or go through the IMDb. Um, 
while, while you're thinking about that answer. Um, this movie, Dark and the Wicked, was written and directed by Brian Bertino, starring Marin Ireland, Michael Abbott Jr., Julie Oliver Touchstone, Lynn Andrews, Tom Nowicki, Michael Zagst, and Xander Berkeley, and others. Uh, but that, that's most of the main cast. The uh, synopsis says, on a secluded farm in a nondescript rural town, a man is slowly dying. His family gathers to mourn, and soon a darkness grows, uh, grows, grossed, whatever, uh, marked by waking nightmares and a growing sense that something is wrong. Uh, and I, I give IMDb a lot of crap sometimes with their ridiculous descriptions. So that, 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 that's a, that is, that's a pretty good one. Um, I love it when something like that, like kind of piques your interest, but you know, it doesn't give too much away. It's not like, oh, the devil is there and screwing with them. <laughs> Wait, are, are we doing, is this, are we, spoilers? Can we, are we doing spoilers? Oh yeah, we're, spo we're yeah, okay. we're, this is a spoil. Yeah, we always do spoiler. Hey, Fair warning, this movie yep. came out three years ago. So uh, I just want to say, if, if there's anybody here with Sledgehammer Horror that hasn't seen it, one, I'm ashamed of you. Because if you're here <laughs> for Sledgehammer Horror, you know how much I talk about this movie and how much I love this movie. But two, definitely please watch this movie. And yes. you know, buy, buy it on physical media because the special features are great. Mm -hmm. Make sure you check this movie out. And I got to throw this out there. Uh, you just talked about um, Julie Oliver Touchstone. Like, uh, I am such a big fan of this movie that I became really good friends with Julie. And um, she is the sweetest, most amazing woman you could ever hope to meet. Like we talked about a lot of the behind the scenes stuff that happened on the dark and the wicked. And um, we'll talk about once we get to that scene, we'll talk about how they did it. But um, she is just the kindest, sweetest lady you could ever have yeah. the pleasure of meeting. So if you're not following Julie Oliver Touchstone on social media, please make sure you do that because she is the kindest, sweetest woman in the whole world. And she was she, amazing in that. She'll, sure. she'll tell you not to come, but I mean, she's, <laughs> she's sweet when you do. Right. So. <laughs> That's awesome. Yeah, I'll definitely have to rectify that. I'm gonna go. I'm gonna go look her up today yeah. after getting done She's, with this. Oh, dude, you're gonna love her to death. I know she'd love to come on the podcast too. If you guys ever want her, let me know. I'll I'll talk to her. I, she would love to come on and talk to you guys. She's just the kindest lady in the world. She's intelligent. She's smart. Um, those are the same thing. I don't know why I said them both. Um, <laughs> you're she's, intelligent and smart. <laughs> yeah, she's she's funny. She's kind. She's just got a good heart. Like she's just genuinely one of the best people in the world. Yeah. That's awesome. Uh, I can't wait to meet her. That, yeah. That's going to yeah. be that's going to be amazing. Yeah. All right, Gabby, uh, turn turning it to you. And, um, you know, wh where where does this movie kind of rank on your list uh, as far as I don't know, you could you could do it however you want. But uh, where does this movie kind of rank for you in your echelon of horror? This is in my top five scariest movies I've ever seen. For sure. Um, for my personal taste, this hits every checkbox i mean i like the slower burn which this actually isn't but it is at the same time if that makes sense yeah um i like the psychological i like the hauntings i like the religious aspect and things i yeah. love all of those i like darkness in a horror movie you know this from many arguments that we've had about certain films um this is just i mean i the first time I watched this was mid pandemic in the middle of the night alone. And I had to turn it off because I was so freaked out. And 
come back to it the next day and coming back to it the next day, I was, but I'm really bad with, if, if I turn a movie off, I'm not going to pick it up again. I am terrible with that. It's, there's too many things to do. I can vacuum, I can sweep, I can dust, I can wash dishes, I can mm-hmm. cook, I can do whatever. So I'll stop a movie for something like that. And then I, I'll say that I'll get back to it. I never do. Um, but this is one that I remember holding my remote, like, okay, you're going to finish this. You have to finish this. Just do it, get it done. Then you can say that you're done. Mm -hmm. And I think that a movie that's, that builds dread so well that you're not even watching it and you're dreading it. Mm -hmm. That's, this movie is absolutely brilliant this is this is one of those horror movies that is actual and and no disrespect to your slashers i'm not saying anything about it they don't scare me but you know they're fun um this is an actual horror movie oh yeah this is horror this is terrible the guy that wrote and directed this brian bertano or bertino however you say his name he's also the guy that did the first strangers movie so, I mean, this yeah. guy knows how to build anxiety. Mm-hmm. He knows how to build that suspense. And for him to continue to do what he does in horror genre, like, I loved the first Strangers movie. I thought it was great at building that suspense. I thought it was great at mm-hmm. making you anxious about who's at the door and why. And then this movie does that same thing. And you were talking about the darkness. There's a lot of great things that happen in the dark of this movie. Mm-hmm. There's a whole lot of scary stuff that happens when it's bright during the movie too, which I love. Yeah. It's hard for a movie to capture both of those. Mm-hmm. Um, but I this think the color palette that the they use of a dark hereditary. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah, I'm sorry. I, I agree. I, I just, gosh, it's so good. It's so good. This movie is so good. <laughs> now, I, <laughs> Gabby has a question. Okay. Boomer. Uh oh. <laughs> Can you please tell the audience why don't you love this? <laughs> All right. Well, I was gonna I was Come gonna right say in. that it's 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 so funny that you mentioned and because you're you're right, you know, this this uh the same same guy did the 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 original strangers, which I'm also not a fan of. Um, <laughs> um I don't know what it what it is. Uh, what what I will say though, what I will say is you're right about the tension in that movie, um, and it's crazy because uh, there are like aspects there there are single aspects in both movies that just kind of bug me. So with the strangers, it's that opening text that tells you that nobody survives this movie, and I understand mm-hmm. like that the the terror in that is not the uncertainty of what's going to happen to the characters it is the journey on how everything unravels mm-hmm. so i, I question go ahead Wait, besides the question that you just asked <laughs> i have another question okay. okay so you've told me this several times because we've we, ken and ashley you don't know this we've had several arguments about the strangers because i'm with you the strangers is also in my top 10. i love that movie mm-hmm that movie terrified me. How many horror movies, Booms, have you seen in your life that are based on true events or give away the ending at the beginning? Do you not love all of those? There's there's a few of them that I that I do love, like the Blair Witch Project. I absolutely I absolutely adore the Blair Witch Project. 
So uh, what is it about it's... the strangers against Blair Witch that you can love Blair Witch as an absolute classic, which I get that like everybody loves Blair Witch because it is a classic because it's an iconic film. And I mean, obviously it's Blair Witch. I agree with you. It's one of my favorites. But what is it about The Strangers that you know it's going to happen at the end as opposed to Blair Witch that you know it's going to happen at the end but you don't know how you're going to get there and there's a whole lot of twists and turns in The Strangers. Right. What's the difference? Well, so, and you know this, that I am not the you biggest... Hate, you don't like home, home invasion. Is that the Home difference? invasion, right. And it, it is. So I, I'm not... A, I'm, I'm not, not trying to I, start an I, argument, you guys. I swear to God. No, I, I, <laughs> I got my popcorn, man. And I'm ready. Yeah. <laughs> no, I don't care I'm for... Like, I'm like that meme of the guy with the chair. Oh, the chair guy is <laughs> my favorite guy in the whole wide world. Yeah. <laughs> That's me right now. Like, I'm ready for it. <laughs> no, yeah, it's just... So I don't, I don't like home invasion movies unless it does something pretty special. Mm -hmm. And so if you tell me how this movie is already going to be ending when I'm already predisposed and not liking the subgenre, then it kind of like I like in, in my in my head I kind of are like okay I'm not connecting with these characters I don't care about them because I know that they're going to they're just going to die so I mean that's what it was about the strangers with this one though to answer to answer your question about this movie the one thing that kind of bugs me is the mythology of the entity or demon or devil or whatever it is in this because and I'll tell you it's not it's not bad and I love the the scares uh, I love Kind of you know the buildup and all that stuff the the only thing that kind of like threw me off is at the end when the young girl shows up the the granddaughter who is actually you know part of it and um like tells them okay he's you know he's almost he's he's about to die we're, we're gonna get what we want and then he gets possessed at the end and i just like for some reason like i couldn't connect that in my head i didn't get it like why uh, this this demon who'd been killing everything, you know, and seemed to have like limitless power and could just make people off themselves or do whatever he wanted to do, was waiting for this old man to die just so he could possess him. So I didn't get, I, I didn't understand the motivations uh, behind that. I, okay, Ken's raising his hand. <laughs> go, go ahead and uh, put me in my place, my friend. No, no my, just my opinion. I can't speak for facts, but I feel like, um, he he was feeding on that old man the whole time. He used them to get. Yeah, to... he was using that old man to get everybody there. Yeah. And you know, once the mom was gone, the brother was gone, the neighbor was gone, everybody else is gone now. Because you notice this happens right after the brother and the nurse mm -hmm. are gone. You know, the last two besides yeah. our main female uh, protagonist. Um, that's when he fully takes over the dad and gets her mm -hmm. so to me this what it, it was like um why buy the uh, cow when you can get the milk for free type thing you know like why would he go to the store and get a gallon of milk when he could bring the whole cow to himself mm -hmm. and drink milk for as long as he wants you know, he got the whole family here and he not only got the family he got the nurse he got the neighbor he got more than just the mom and dad by slowly feeding, I mean, because we see hints throughout the whole time that he's feeding on the dad, like the spider scene, right? You know, and, right. or the shower scene. Fuck a fucking you know, spider. This, 
I know that's horrible <laughs> like, when it crawls out of his mouth. Yeah, but, yeah. but we yeah, get these no. hints the whole time. And even the mom's diary, you know, the spiders are crawling on my face. Like she's been infected with the same thing too. Right. And yeah. so like, I told you not to come. I told you not to come, but somebody did tell them to come. So did they get talked to by their father or their mother, you know, in a way that we don't know that brought them there to feed off their life force while they were infecting the father so he could take all of them? I mean, because he doesn't just take them. If you remember, he takes their whole uh, farm, all the goats, all yeah. everything. Like he takes it all, you know, like he's literally feeding off this whole family. So in my opinion, I think that he waited till the very end with the dad because he was the vessel that was keeping them all there. You know, the son even said, like, once mom died, I have no reason to be here. And he knew that. That's why the son didn't die there. He died somewhere else. But he knew that she would stay. Well, that's why you get the, you know, his whole family when he goes back and he thinks that they're dead. Like, yes. now he has nothing. He has now nothing he has left. nothing at all. Yeah. And even the doctors, you can't take him away from here because he will die. Mm -hmm. That's how much he's weakened to this man. He can't let them take this guy. He's the vessel to me. Like, do he's you think the that one that was the doctor so saying he was so unhealthy that he can't be moved? Or do you think that that was the entity? I think that was the entity. Yeah. I 100% think it was the entity. For sure. Because. You can take any form. Right. And if you, you got to think about this, and I'm just being logistically here. If he was that sick. They could still transport him while keeping him with fluids and keeping him with IVs and keeping him with a, a intubated, whatever. Intubation. Intubation but... shit. You know, like they could still do that stuff in an ambulance. You know, you they, I've never seen an ambulance show up at the scene of the crime and be like, ah, oh, no, they're screwed. We can't take them. If we take them, <laughs> they're going to die. Leave them here. It doesn't work like that. So, like, I just feel like that was the entity saying you can't transport him. I feel like this is his main vessel. Mm -hmm. And he's feeding off this vessel until he's gotten everything else around the, it. The and then that, he's, you know, then he's fully like, taken the form of the dad and I, there at the end. Yeah. But again, I've never written any books. This is just one man's opinion on how I think it went down. Yeah, that makes that that does uh, that does make you know, a lot more sense. And like I said, I, I really like this movie, but you know, at the end I was just sitting there and like with this disconnect and I'm like, okay, well, why did, did that, did that happen? And I don't, and it's, it's crazy. I know it's hypocritical, but I don't, I don't question other movies, but like when movies do have, you know, a basis of intelligence, you know, and, and somebody is, is trying sure. uh, to do this thing that I kind of judge it on a, on a different level. And so that, that just kind of, kind of threw me off a little bit, but that does, that makes, that makes quite a bit of sense. Mm -hmm. um, it, one thing though, and I'm glad you kind of, you know, connected the dots here with the, the director, because one thing that he does really well is that subtlety, like the, the, the scares, like the things that are in, in the background as well as, you know, you, you like I said, they're jump scares and stuff like that. And we'll get it. I want to get into like everybody's, what was the scariest scene to, uh, to you, but for me, and it's something so um you know basic is where right at the very beginning when uh, louise is uh walking through the house and you see the shadow in the doorway and it's like the shadow of a man but then when she comes back it's the shadow it's it's actually her mom, her mom. that's that's yeah. standing there um you know and I, that just like the the hairs on my my arms like stood up because it was so so well done because a lot of times you know in stuff like that Yes, you'll see the shadow or you'll see somebody lurking in the background or something like that, but he just takes it one step farther mm -hmm. 
and you know just let you know that this is something that's that's unnatural and i absolutely mm-hmm. love that and we'll go to we'll go to gabby first this time what was yeah. what was your favorite scare in the movie and i'm sorry you guys and you guys can comment on that as well like i don't you know <laughs> no no I, I i i'll get when we get to my point i'll i'll make my point about how i feel about that whole scene too mm-hmm. you, you can go ahead gab okay it was it was the levitation mm. oh oh yeah because yeah, that was it good. wasn't a jump scare it, i i mm-hmm. didn't consider that a jump scare and i don't know why that was the scene that i had to turn it off Mm-hmm. And I had to leave it because I was like, if I watch this, I'm not going to sleep tonight. And it, and especially it, with her singing that song oh, on yeah. the inside of the house too. Yeah. So good. Yeah. The levitation itself, I, I didn't consider it like it, that didn't make me jump. It physically deep down in my, my entire body, my entire mind was so scared. And then at the end of it was a jump scare that she was standing behind him. Mm-hmm. That was horrifying. And that just, I mean, but the thing is in a movie like this, that starts out so fucking weird and so different mm-hmm. and so dreadful. It's like kind of the whole movie is my favorite scare because I am scared through the entire movie. I'm scared for the mom, why is she chopping her fingers off? I'm scared for the dad because his wife is chopping her fingers off in the kitchen. She's supposed to be taking care of him, poor guy. (laughs) I'm scared for the kids because what's gonna happen because the mom's insane and the dad's in a coma. You know, I'm scared for the husband or the brother's family because he's in a house where people are chopping off fingers and hanging themselves and levitating in the yard. And I'm scared for the friend, the the mustache, loved him. Charlie. Charlie. So sad. Like I'm, I'm scared for him because he's in his little camper all alone and there's a mm-hmm. demon and I'm scared for Louise because she's alone and the only people she yeah. has are her family and they're just kind of getting picked off a little bit. Cutting off That's her. kind of a running theme in this movie is they're all together, but, but they're, they're all alone. They're all alone. Yeah. Every that's, single that's person in this family is alone. The devil is so easily picking them off is because yeah. he feeds on that loneliness. Like mm-hmm. the nurse says, that if you feel love and stuff, you know, it, he can't get you. Yeah. So they have a lot of lack of love and connection. So, yeah. and the desperation in Louise's voice at the end of the movie. Yeah. He just says, I love you. I love you. I love you. She's trying so hard to stop it. It's heart wrenching. Mm-hmm. For sure. hundred percent. I mean, I mean, I'm sorry. I'm bouncing around so much, but I mean, this, this entire movie from beginning to end, I don't know that there are many things that they could have done better. Mm-hmm. This was a really, this was, it's exquisite. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And you talked about that scene with the levitation. That's like, I always call that magician filmmaking because Insidious is good at this too. Mm-hmm. It has that scene where it's like, look right here, look right here. This is scaring you. But really, the trick is in their other hand. Yeah, and it's about to come up and jump scare you from behind. Oh my god! You know, like when you have the monster face in Insidious, mm-hmm. yeah, like you look at Insidious and you have the, you know, the mom's like, "I asked the demon what he wanted," and it points over at Dalton. It's like, and he said, "Dalton." You think, and that's you think the, that's the scare? Yeah. And then it cuts back and you see the red faced demon behind Josh, and that's your big jump scare. Ooh. And that's kind of this right here, like with 
the levitating mom. It's like, look right here. Look what we're doing. And you're like, oh my gosh. But then really the other cards are over here in this hand and bam, they come back and get you. Like I love, uh, to me that started in 1991s or 1990s, Night of the Living Dead. Like at the beginning of that movie, you have that guy coming towards Barbara and Johnny. You think it's a zombie. And you think it's a zombie and he touches him and he's like, I'm sorry. I'm so sorry. And you're looking at that guy and then the zombie comes from the side and gets you you know then that reverse like of the original diversion yeah like i love that magician filmmaking yeah. where they're you know look over here look over here and boom they're gonna get you over here so that I, that's why i love that levitating scene that you were mm-hmm. talking about yeah that's a good scene what's your scariest scene i think it's scary when she's on the phone with the priest and um oh. he's like i've never even met your mom like he's in a different city he's in chicago. Like, doesn't know anything about it and you're like what like that that scared me and then the fact is when she's like my name is louise and he's like why would you say that yeah wow and you find out that his daughter's name was uh louise and and she she killed herself and she hung herself the same way like yeah like like, that that made that was like emotional is this a cruel joke yeah why are you doing this like i thought that was scary for sure (laughs) yeah that was uh amazing kind of like to tie in with that and i don't think like this is a lot of times we will go like through plot points and, and that kind of thing. And we'll talk about some of the, the different scenes, but this is like almost a movie that's really, really hard. It doesn't do it justice to just go through that. Right. But like the different aspects uh, of this film is kind of like really what I wanted to get into. And yeah, Gabby talked about watching this during the pandemic and I, I did as well. And it's kind of like a I don't know, maybe that made it just a little bit more scary Mm -hmm. because you know how everybody just felt, you know, so isolated and there was so much going on during during that time. And this movie has this atmosphere that's not only just like so bleak and I can't put my finger on it. Why? And maybe you guys can all all speak to this, but it there was like just this claustrophobic Mm -hmm. feeling Mm -hmm. uh, in, in this movie where like I'm sitting on the couch watching it and I like it's making me feel just so isolated yeah. and it's it's just absolutely absolutely brilliant i love the atmosphere because the this. house is small mm-hmm. because it's a farm yeah. in the middle of nowhere so right. you can you're have pretty much reserved to one can, location they, they do, yeah the they explore the whole grounds they're all over the mm-hmm. place and you have this giant open space but sometimes open space is scarier than a small space mm-hmm. because there's absolutely. more that well, you i just want to say real quick like one scene I want to touch on real quick before I, I lose my train of thought on this, like you were talking about the scariest scenes to me is when she's first cutting the onion, not when she's cutting the carrots and she cuts her fingers off when she's first cutting that onion and the chair scoots up behind her <gasps> and she just looks at it and then lets it go. Like she, she knows it's there. And like, that to me is so scary. Like she's already reserved to her fate. She knows that she's, that this demon's here, that she's and She doesn't even do it. She doesn't scream. She doesn't yell. She doesn't cry. She's just reserved to it. Excellent point. I didn't even think of it that way. Yeah, like she's just, she's reserved to her fate at that point. Like she knows it's here again. There's nothing I can do. I just got to keep, keep on keeping on. You know what I mean? Like that to me was the scariest thing in this movie. Like, I don't think there's anything scarier. And again, one man's opinion. I don't think there's anything that could possibly be scarier than knowing when you're going to die yeah knowing oh yeah that would that this time is coming yes and she knows it and not only for her but for the love of her life you know because maybe that is the only thing that could be scarier 
not knowing when I'm going to die, but knowing when you're going to die, mm-hmm. that would probably be scarier to me than knowing when I'm going to die. Cause I can control that. If you tell me I'm going to die next week, I can be like, <laughs> psych, boom, I'm gone now. But with you, what can I do to stop it in that time? Right. So what can she do? Try to please this demon, try to live her normal life. Let it keep feeding off her so she can keep the love of her life right. a little longer. Well, and that's probably why she didn't want her kids there. Exactly. Either. Exactly. You know, like, so, I mean, like there's so much depth to what you can and again, that's what I love. This movie is not read from page one to page 30, close the book, it's over. This movie is extremely open to interpretation mm-hmm. in many different points of the film. And there's so many different moments like that of her, you know, becoming construed to this. And now the family is back. Right. So the demon doesn't need her. So maybe her cutting off her fingers is not her being possessed by the demon. Maybe it's her, you know, scarring herself. So she can get away from the demon. Maybe she's trying to cut the demon out or maybe disfigure herself so the demon will go away, you know, or so the demon will leave her alone or it will, or maybe she's doing it so the demon will come to her because she's in a weakened state. Take me instead of my kids. I'm in a weakened state already. If they let me go to the hospital, I'm out of your grasp. Right. You know, so I mean, there's so many different ways you can miss or uh, construe different scenes of the movie. And and that's what's best about film. There's Mm -hmm. no right or wrong answer. You're not getting tested on this. Right. You know, so I just every time I watch this movie, I can watch it through a different scope and notice different things or look at it. I can watch this movie three times and come up with three completely different stories of how I seen this happen. And when a movie can do that, it's a fuck. It's it's a masterpiece to me. Period. Did you just cut yourself off on fucking? You can say fuck. (laughs) No, usually she's the one that cuts me off on fucking. Oh, God. <laughs> oh my goodness. <laughs> I mean, you opened the door. You had to let me walk in. It was perfect. It was very well timed. It's a family the- show. No. <laughs> I told you not to come. <laughs> Uh, that's 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 awesome i yeah i love that and another like we've discussed like all the layers in this one of the scariest things for me is not being able to trust your own senses not being able like being trapped in your own mind Mm -hmm. and that that one scene where uh you know the brother is in the the barn or whatever that is uh where the goats are and everything and he sees his mom and then he's laying on the ground Mm -hmm. and has the knife like to his to his throat when he like kind of comes to himself just absolutely terrified me and I'm I'm sitting there thinking like oh my goodness you know yeah what 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 would that be like to not be able or to be trapped in in your your own mind and not Mm -hmm. being you know in possession of your own faculties that almost makes me want to change my scariest part is when he goes home and he thinks that he sees his family dead and he fucking I was just gonna they say walk in just as he's dying he sees it and he like knows they, they watch my him. thing is like I think and again I'm not gonna say this anymore after this but just one man's opinion I don't think he beat the devil in the barn I think that the devil let him think that he pulled that knife away so that he would go home mm. yeah because you know, obviously he still had control you know so he let him pull that knife away so he could go home because, you know, I would not mind seeing because, like I said, devastation, the fear of being alone, isolation. What are that wife and little girls going through now? You could easily now that he's been moved from the farm and he's back at home and he commits this heinous thing. I'm going grudge style here with you, uh, Boomy. Um, <laughs> you know, maybe that 
anger stays in that house and those girls and that wife are now affected by this entity and you could easily make the argument that you could continue this well, story prequel coming out yeah you know, yeah with the kids prequel. and the mom there you know like you could easily make this and i wouldn't want to see it as a sequel because i think it's a perfect movie the way it is yeah but if you made a sequel with them as the devil moved himself over there with the death of the dad there i, I could easily see that being a, a, a transition that could actually Project. work Instead of being a whole new place and a whole new time with a yeah. whole new family, you can make this a logistical, smart transition of that's why the devil didn't kill him in the barn. That's why the devil to let him on. go home so yeah. he could go to his next spot too. Mm -hmm. I like that. Yeah. Brian, if you ever need someone, call me. I can help you write this. We, we can get this going. <laughs> yeah, absolutely. Oh, man. Um, I... <sighs> I love that that scene as well where yeah he comes home and you know is going through things and then discovers his family which is actually not not really not really there and it's just like the look on his face like when he realizes mm -hmm. uh that you know everything yeah, yeah oh. that everything is is lost it's it's so it's so tragic it's oh my so goodness well it's so acted tragic because you are immediately him and those are immediately mm -hmm. your children standing in front of you and then when they walk in and see say, him like, like the emotion and like he's like shit like i yeah. i just mess up like, i was just gonna say i think i think it hurts even worse when he because he doesn't die right he realizes yeah, they're he okay them yeah and he sees he knows i just ruined them yeah i just ruined the three people in this world i was supposed to protect the most i just took something huge away from them yeah, because he beat, says more he than won. once. And like I don't want to be here. I want to forget this place. I don't want anything to do with this place. I want to go home. Gone. I don't want this. Good luck to it. And mm -hmm. that just keeps saying over and over and over again. Every time he says that, it's he's committed to this family. He wants to be with his family. Yeah, he's his family. That's his family now. Yeah, and he's given. So the wrong vision and he does that and then yeah. he sees that like these are the people I've been saying this this whole time these are the people that are so important to me these this the, is my life now and that against him yeah genius this movie is so it's it's yeah. really yeah it's 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 amazing uh but let's do something kind of kind of different all right so Wait, before you do can I make a drink please yeah okay yes he's like let's do something a little bit different here let's not talk about this movie anymore <laughs> let's, let's have talk drinks. about what was it what was it psycho cat let's, let's talk about psycho cat, psycho cat. mutant cat yeah that's mutant cat that's what it was mutant cat it's uh the um uninvited on shutter okay. it's oh my goodness it's so dumb <laughs> I've never seen it. I've never heard of it, but you can bet your bottom dollar I'm going to be seeing it now. Yeah, it's uh, you know, 19 1988 uh and it's oh, it's just it's ridiculous. Yeah, it's about this uh and you like they keep going back and forth how this cat got its origin. Mm -hmm. Um uh, but it's either radiated or genetically, you know, mutated somehow. Um uh, but what it is is like there's there's like a little tiny cat puppet that this puppet throws up and it kills people. Oh my god! That's that, amazing. That sounds funny. <laughs> it's, it's, yeah, I mean, so it's no, it's no the dark and the wicked, but I'm sure it could be <laughs> up there. Yeah, uh, uh, Gabby and I, we like um, we watched it together. Like uh, you know, 
doing doing uh facetime and and having a couple couple of cocktails we were uh we watched watch mutant cat together before we we ended up you know covering it on the on the show and it was it was so much fun <laughs> sounds like because i'd yeah yeah i'd yeah, seen it back uh, and she's like are you yeah. serious are we back on mutant cat? <laughs> back on mutant cat <laughs> i actually don't mind talking about mutant cat because it's so bad it is i mean what a fun time is it still does it still sound oh, bad? Okay, sounds better. Yeah, no, that's better. Yeah. Okay, great. All right. Um, we just made your editing. So a let's lot do. <laughs> oh no, it's fine. <laughs> uh, let's do something uh, a, a little bit unique before we get into you know final thoughts or anything else that you guys want to talk about. So, uh, from the perspective of somebody that has never seen this movie, you have got to pick one scene in the film and say, okay this is why you should watch this movie because of this scene right here uh and we'll we'll start with uh we'll go to ken and ashley first uh for your for your picks and then uh and then gabby and then i'll i'll i'll, I'll finish it off okay do you want to give yours first or you want me to um I'll, sure i'll go first so i think it's um when it's like in the middle of the night and the priest is walking up and his eyes turn white um and you know he's he's saying all the stuff that he's saying to them what you doing here man it's three in the morning yeah and i think that right there would draw people in oh yeah sure. yeah i i swear on my mother's ashes i was going towards that route but i also say the first time the preacher visits okay you know when they're like uh one of my favorite lines in the movie is when he's like you think a wolf cares if you think it's a wolf or not when I, it meets you alone in the woods? Yeah, You're I, like, love, I love that line. And like, uh, he's telling them, you know, like, I'm real. I'm yeah. here, you know, and yeah. they're like, my mom wasn't religious, whatever she had, you were planting in her brain. Like that whole, and like Xander Berkeley is so good. Like if you don't recognize the name Xander Berkeley, he was uh, the boyfriend in the original Candyman that was cheating with his college student. He was in The Walking Dead as the leader of um, that other community. Uh, yeah. Uh, Hilltop. Yeah. Um, what was his name? I can't, I, I can't remember. remember his name. He was he was such a pansy. Yeah, like he, he's been in so many good shows and movies and done such a good job. And this one, he just gives the extra 1,000 in yeah. this too. So, um, yeah. And, you know, he plays a, a preacher in this movie. And, you know, even when you think he is the preacher, you know, there's something off about it. Right. You know, your mom loved you both so much. And, you know, they're like, uh, the devil's not real. He's like, well, you think a wolf cares if you think it's real when mm -hmm. it sees you out there alone in the woods at night? Like, oh, it's just his 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 acting chops are so good. And he has you on the edge of your seat the whole time he's there. But you're right when he comes back. Yeah, and his you know, eyes are white. Come outside when he's yeah. knocking on the and, door. And, oh, it's so scary. At that point, you know, like, he's not real. Right. Know, they're, he's using us, using and him against us. This is a movie that really encapsulates very well who I can and cannot trust. Right. You never know who is real, who you can trust. It's never uh, cliche or overblown. At every single moment, you're like, should I be listening? Like, when... The right after that, when the phone starts ringing and he's like, take it off the hook, don't answer it. And it's Charlie calling for help, mm -hmm. you know, yeah. like, like he, he, you know, he probably, if they would have answered the phone, happen. who knows butterfly effect, what else would have happened if they would just answered that phone and talk to Charlie. Right. So yeah, I, I love how this movie plants that seed of doubt all the time. Very, very well. So I would go with when the preacher first comes to see the family, 
closely followed by the nighttime visit of the priest at three yeah. in the morning. Both scenes are just integral to the plot, even though neither one lasts for that long. For the whole time that preacher's on TV, you're glued yeah. and you're listening and you're just in that moment. So I, I agree with you. Thanks. Great call. There is something inherently scary about a demon disguising themselves as a clergyman too. Mm -hmm. it, yeah. it, it's just automatically, it's just a little bit creepier. Mm -hmm. you know? He has the little crosses that he's giving, yeah. you know? Because yeah. you're always taught that like you know, they're, that they're, fends them off. Yeah, crosses are supposed to fend them off. Yeah. 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 You can't and actually by taking that cross, that. you're inviting him in. My scene that I'm going to give for why anybody would, everybody should watch this movie, the shower. Yeah. Yeah. Shower. I mean, we all have our personal fears and terrors and things like that. So my scariest scene is the levitation followed by the jump scare. But if I'm trying to convince somebody to watch this movie, mm -hmm. that shower scene, oh, because I think Ashley, especially you could sympathize with this. How many times in our lives have we said, give me three fucking minutes. I just need a couple oh, minutes every of day. peace and quiet and self. I just need to be by myself for a little bit, especially because all of these things are happening. Mom's dying, right. dad's dying. People are chopping off their own fingers, you know, like shit's going down and it's like, oh, shower time. No matter what's mm -hmm. happening in your life, you know that when you're in the shower, that's your time. Mm -hmm. So the frustration you identify with. And then when she opens up that fucking shower curtain, speaking of the white eyes, mm -hmm. the dad. holy shit, holy shit. I mean, that was just one of the best jump scares I think I may have ever seen in my life mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. because especially you guys know, especially as being somebody who's been a horror fan for so many years to a point that you make a hobby or even a living eviscerating and picking apart and almost watching these movies as a job that right. when you <laughs> yeah, actually can that. find something that you're like, what no mm -hmm. no you're not okay i'm not okay this isn't okay and i don't like this and i don't want this but i kind of really need this it's yeah, yeah. It, it, i i don't care who you are i don't care how many horror movies you've seen i don't care what scares you nothing in this world is not as scary as the dad is in the bed in a fucking coma mm -hmm. but now he's standing outside your shower curtain and you're naked and wet and you're in a corner you can't do anything right. his eyes are white and he's shaking his head oh god i don't like that i don't i said this before we started i don't like shit like that that fucking freaks yeah. me out that, just start shaking your head good. really fast yeah. and i won't talk to you again that's how you can just yeah. <laughs> and you're so vulnerable when you're in the shower naked and you know so yeah. you're already vulnerable and then you have that yeah that's yeah. that's a good one it's my second favorite shower scene ever mm -hmm. beside behind psycho, psycho? yeah yeah uh, the, honestly though i will say that this shower scene huh this might top psycho for me i was just gonna say i think this one is scarier yeah. than the psycho shower scene i think the psycho shower scene will always be iconic just because of the score and you yeah. know every the way that it was done the way the blood's going down the like zoom in the zoom in face. on her eyes yeah. like but when it comes to being pure terror this and what lies beneath have my two scariest mm. shower yeah. slash bath scenes yes. i've ever seen in my entire yes. life yeah 
Yeah. Actually, I think, where I uh, live, I'm about an hour and a half away from Hershey's factory. Oh, oh. And, okay. Yeah. And they used Hershey's syrup in the shower scene in Psycho. <laughs> My little connection. The more you know. <laughs> you can tour the old museum. It's actually really cool. You can tour old factories. That's dope. Hershey's, yeah. yeah. It, it, in Hershey, PA. My uncle actually lives there. Does he really? Have you been there? We need to go out there. We need yeah, to go out he, there sometime. I have when I was little. I actually um vomited uh hot dogs all over that museum. I think I had much <laughs> you really <laughs> fun fact. Yeah. She's like, I vomited all over that museum. And then they took that and they used it for the blood and <laughs> psycho. It was insane. <laughs> That's why there's little hot dog pieces floating down the drain. <laughs> How cool I would am, that be, though? Right. <laughs> I'm allergic. Well, like I said before, I'm allergic to chocolate. I'm allergic to caffeine in it. So I don't eat, my son calls it brown chocolate. I don't eat milk chocolate, dark chocolate, anything like that. But um, yeah. another fun fact about Hershey's, because I live so close to it, I actually had a coworker when I was pregnant. I'm not a sweets person normally, except for my white chocolate trees. Um, mm -hmm. That's all I wanted when I was pregnant with my son. I just wanted candy and cookies and mm. things like that and we live close enough to it that one of my co-workers boyfriend lived there and he mm. worked at the Hershey's factory so when Kit Kat I'm sure nobody else remembers this because nobody cares about Kit Kat they started coming out with all of these different non-chocolate flavors he got all of the preview flavors and he would bring them to me on the weekends that he would come and visit his girlfriend <laughs> Because all I wanted was something sweet and I couldn't have chocolate. And <sighs> you're looking forward to that. You're like, right. I can't wait till he gets here with this. Yo, yo, your, your boyfriend coming yeah. to this weekend? Is he coming to see you? No, I, seriously. Need, I need the stuff. He would walk in the I think, door. I think you're really neglecting your boyfriend. He needs to they come over more. They would right. be like six to eight weeks without seeing each other. And he would walk in the door at our office and I would be. You would hug him before she would. <laughs> flying up to him and hugging him. Like, did you bring me anything? I missed you. I you love the you. stuff. You got the stuff. You're waddling up to him. Literally <laughs> waddling. Yeah. I mean, like, like my, yeah. That's five pounds into my pregnancy. I mean, I could yeah. barely walk and I was still like jumping into his arms. This poor man. That was a lot of weight for me to take on. And I was He's literally like, I, I got it. I'm got like, it. please give me candy. She's only touching me for my non-chocolate chocolate. Right. <laughs> I'll tell you That's what, awesome. when you quit that job and moved up here, you're like, I don't care for this guy anymore. Over. Yeah. Yeah. He's not as cool as yeah, he once was. You? I don't know you. Hey, right. Gabby, eat a dick non-chocolate chocolate guy. <laughs> oh, I'm sorry, Brock, but it's true. <laughs> that, it's just like every time you see him walking down the street like that's my ex you dated him no nah, he used to bring me candy <laughs> son of a bitch <laughs> uh, i think uh well all right i'll get into to mine and it's it's already uh been said mine is also the priest uh at night but mm -hmm. uh it's it's from a little bit different perspective so mm -hmm. i love the way that that scene is filmed um whenever you know the brother goes and you know he's or the no it's louise who sees him in is it louise now now i'm mixing it up is it louise or, or the brother who sees him first in the window i think it's I'm louise pretty sure it's i, I thought it was louise and she yeah. said hey yeah. come look and the brother comes up and he and says what the fuck are you doing here yeah 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 and then yeah, he yeah. goes to go out the door and she's trying to talk yeah 
but I, I, I love that scene because like you get that perspective of that, like him coming to the door and like opening it basically like right in your face mm -hmm. and just not knowing what's going to be on the other side of that door. Just, it, you know, just ratchets up that, that tension so much. And that's why I, I just absolutely, absolutely love that scene. It's, it's just so scary in like a, like such a, again, like in such a subtle way that this movie does so well. Uh, not only the, like the, if somebody fucking knocks oh, yeah. the door in the middle of the night, you're not opening it all the way. No. You know? And so to know in the back of your head without actually having that thought, well, that's how I would open the fucking door. Mm -hmm. But every time something happens outside in the middle of the night at your house, my house, your house, whatever, you can open the door. You were just hearing things. Mm -hmm. right. But that's, yeah. No, I get it, Booms. Good. All right. Before we get into our uh, final thoughts and, and ratings, uh, is there anything else that you guys uh, want to mention? Something that we didn't cover that you want to bring up? We really didn't talk about it much, but what about when the she's keeps hearing the mom singing and then she answers the phone and it's the guy then she answers again and it's the mom. I told you not to come. Mm -hmm. Like that's another scene for me that was just like, oh my gosh holy shit that's so awesome and then um when she's uh when charlie kills himself that whole scene is super powerful yeah you know, she's cutting herself and you know like you did this to me mm -hmm. you know oh yeah um, and the voice and the whispering and they and don't very disorienting and yeah. what about you're talking about charlie's granddaughter like when she's saying the um all alone little girl all alone and then it starts to distort all alone little mm -hmm. girl like that's another that's something that fucks me up man when when they do voice <laughs> stuff like that because this movie did not that's why another thing i really love this about this movie they didn't over rely on effects to make it scary right um like we talked earlier the julie oliver touchstone when she's levitating all they did was put a green screen on her and blew a fan on her and she was literally standing on milk crates like that's how they did that they kept everything so like smart and practical and yeah, obviously a little so cgi good. with a yeah. green screen and all that but that's what i love about this movie is they didn't have overabundance on huge practical effects and huge cgi like obviously it's a cgi spider that comes out of the dad's mouth when she's trying to hit it but it looks good it doesn't look CGI or not fuck a spider. it looks yeah, right for sure but it's CGI's just me, girl. spiders fuck those things yeah. yeah yeah but <laughs> there, there's just funny. so many different scenes like when they find the mom hanging and they move the tub over to cut her down and then the police are like well she hung herself because she used the tub really? and they're like bullshit we, we moved there. that tub yeah. there like how did she hang herself you know like then you need to rewatch gabby's at the very beginning of the first five minutes when the goats are running around as soon as we're done it's queued up right scene. now on my tv yeah, yeah. Like, i'm ready like nice. you can see yeah. the devil in the goats and it's just like so such a scary scene when you actually see it you know what you just touched nurse. on like, that she just wants to be there yeah she just wants to be there because she doesn't want him to die alone right you know and then she she actually she talks up, to jesus she thinks she, she's talking she, to jesus or god she one is, of the two. And, you know she's saying that she has all this love um but she still stabs herself in the eyes uh, with her needles yeah that scene is horrible god bless that nurse i loved her I know. Mm -hmm. she, she was, was so she calm was... and calming. And I feel like every time something bad would happen, the nurse would walk in and you'd be like, <sighs> yeah. Okay. Yeah, the nurse like, is here. 
And then she starts stabbing herself and you're like, no, not you. Right. You're not even a main character, but I want you to live the most. (laughs) Not you, Meg. Not not you, Meg. Uh, but no, you, you're right. Uh, like the- she's such a calming, loving voice of yeah. reason all the time. Like mm-hmm. she's to me is like um, Victor Pascal in the original Pet Cemetery. Like she may not be a main character, but she's the unsung hero yeah. of the story. Yeah, she's yeah. the real hero that's there all along in the background, trying to do the right thing to help them survive. Like it's just like she brings your anxiety back down. Yeah, like, yeah. she's she's a levitating force. Yeah. And, well, and it's, something it's else that's so that. tragic and terrifying about her death specifically was she does say directly to Michael, "I know that none of you guys believe in God. I know that that's not your mm-hmm. thing, but I do, and I pray, and I." here's my advice for you guys and as she's killing herself and as she's beating louise she's calling out to her god yeah calling out to jesus help me and that i think um i i know boomers beliefs i don't know you guys beliefs um i actually have them and i can't imagine how in her head terrifying that part is super scary for me because whether or not you believe if you're raised in the church you know that no matter what happens call out to jesus right Mm -hmm. that's what you're not even yeah not even that is helping like yeah yeah Yeah. so the one thing that you have that can get you through no matter what situation you're in that you're taught your entire life and you Mm -hmm. truly truly believe and your entire faith is shattered as you're dying and not yeah. only are you dying but you're killing yourself and there are so right. many religions that have so many things against suicide mm-hmm. and imagine the terror of her own death it's almost as emotionally crippling as michael's death mm-hmm. when you think about it, it from that perspective that for sure a lot of people that can you imagine well, my, the, the positive that she could take out of that scene is if the devil is real so is god yeah you cannot oh, have you one without the other you okay. know like and she's obviously not killing herself and as you know i won't get into my beliefs i think organized religion is a joke uh but i believe jesus christ is lord and savior i'll leave it at that um oh we could have conversations have for hours that's have very a, yeah i get that yeah yeah. Um. You can't have yin without yang, yeah. in my opinion. So if there is a God, there is a devil. And if there is a devil, there is a God. So that's the one positive I think that her in this last moment of suffering knows. God is all knowing and knows that she was under an influence of a demon when she took her own life. And it, she knows in that moment that if I'm, if I'm seeing the devil, God's got to be real. Mm. You cannot have a, an angel sent down from heaven if there is not a heaven so how fucking heartwarming did you just get ken (laughs) (laughs) that was very reassuring (laughs) master of philosophy ken (laughs) don't worry there was one time in the 90s i was wrong so it could happen again so let's not take my word as gospel here so like once every 30 years basically I'm like Pennywise, the clown of being wrong. Every 27 years, I'll sneak up <laughs> once and then we'll, we'll go from there. I get it. 
Ashley's <laughs> like, yeah. I think we whenever like we haven't mentioned it yet, um, and I'll just briefly briefly do it. But like the one scene that really got me, and, and I mean, as far as like an emotional emotional level, and like I'm tearing up, it is like when the little goat gets maimed and he's like limping across the field. Oh my god, that tore yeah. me up. Did you guys but, ever do goat yoga? You just imagine. I just pictured Boomer in his house, like, take the kids, leave the goat, Yeah. Is goat yoga where they, like, crawl on you and stuff when you're doing yoga? Yeah. Yeah. Goats uh, are, I mean, I want a goat. I wonder, <laughs> goat I wonder how, how many are people so amazing. are. so amazing. I want one. Well, I just wonder how many people are playing six degrees of separation as we're doing this episode. Like, <laughs> um, man, so there's the dark and the wicked, and then the mom dies, and then there's the go, and then there's go yoga. You ever done go yoga? <laughs> well, I haven't. I know this Amish guy that owns a grocery store, and they have white chocolate egg oh, trees Christmas there. Trees. And yeah. while we're talking about that, Psycho is awesome, but in Psycho, they use Hershey syrup. And I live an hour away from Hershey, Pennsylvania. Okay, have you... <laughs> Do we ever stay on track ever? Never. Ever. <laughs> I have the worst like, ADD. I, right. I can't believe the book. No, that's what makes me so much fun. Let's like, stay on this show that I can't stay on topic for more than two and a half minutes. It's yeah. I've always said, if I ever start another podcast, it's just going to be called Six Degrees of Separation because right. that's what I do throughout the, everything, you know, like yeah. so. I, I, there's literally nowhere else we would rather be on a Saturday night than hanging out with you two doing this. This is so much fun. I'm having oh, such yeah. a great time. Oh, we love you guys. Um, you know, which which reminds me of a funny story about being a truck driver. No. <laughs> <laughs> He's like, so there I was driving down this dark road and I saw the worst accident I'd ever seen. What movie is that from? Huey's Big Adventure. My, the best movie ever made. The only perfect movie I've ever seen. Huey's Big Adventure. That's the only perfect movie I've ever seen in my life. I didn't see that movie. That's fantastic. I would watch that. I haven't watched that in forever. I I I won't rewatch it until my son is old enough to watch yeah. it. I'm telling you, Pee Wee's Big Adventure is it, it. I'm being genuine. I'm not trying to be funny. It's genuinely, I feel like the only perfect movie that's ever been made. It's hilarious. It's got a good story to it. There's great action sequences. There's genuine horror moments with the large Marge scene or the clowns with the bike. Like that's got a great villain in Francis. Like it's just, oh, it's such a perfect movie. Mm -hmm. We should have a dark in the wicked Pee-wee's big adventure double feature tonight. <laughs> yeah. Okay. <laughs> that sounds amazing. I'll, I'll have dreams. I'll have dreams where I'm putting them together like, I told you not to come, Francis. <laughs> <laughs> that was the worst Pee-wee voice ever. I'm so sorry. It, it was good. It was no, good. it was really good, actually. <laughs> She's like, wow. it was good. Don't practice and do it again, please. <laughs> That is the point that I wanted to make earlier that you just said that. I don't know why that made me think of this because it might not be the same thing. Okay, so this movie came out onto Shudder. This movie was released on mm -hmm. Shudder. It's been on Shudder. Mm -hmm. We love it because we know horror. We know where to look for horror. Anybody who doesn't subscribe to Shudder, honestly, what, why? It's yeah, right. 35 cents. Get your, come on. Listen. the best streaming service mm -hmm. yeah i mean like come yeah. on it's the best and um i think that the more that we talk about this movie and the more we hear each other's opinions and 
perspectives and things like that. This is such a great movie. Had this movie been released mainstream, I'm in the I'm I'm in the corner that this would have been hereditary level. I was just mm -hmm. gonna say that's a perfect, perfect example on what that. to compare it to because yeah. I still think that you would have gotten your normies and I you know I would never talk down to anybody ever, but people that aren't into horror, you know, full on, a lot of them don't even know what hereditary is because it doesn't get that huge mainstream push. Yeah, I feel like that would still be the case with the dark and the wicked, but maybe horror fans that, you know, just glanced by it on shutter that didn't stop on it. Maybe yeah. if they would have seen more trailers and stuff for it, would have went out mm -hmm. um, and actually seen I, this would have been a great cinema experience. Oh, yeah, absolutely. Like this would have oh, been yeah. one hell of a cinema experience. Yeah. So um, I would love to have seen what this did in the theaters, Um, you know, just selfishly. So I could have been able to watch it in the cinema. Like, I think that would have been just such an amazing, like, like hereditary was you know could you imagine the levitation scene in the cinema mm -hmm. you're like oh. that's so good that like, makes yeah my, that makes i'm with you pressure. yeah mm -hmm. yeah <laughs> i think i think gabby's intentionally trying to get me in trouble on this episode by bringing up hereditary because <laughs> 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 uh, all of y'all are very familiar with my opinion on yeah. on uh midsummer versus hereditary <laughs> I just think it's hilarious how when she said it, I think this, I think this would have done hereditary levels. <laughs> Did I really, yeah. man? No. no. I wouldn't be surprised if I had no. because. <laughs> oh, I'm sorry, Booms. Yeah. No, you're, you're, you're fine. It's, I will like, yeah, never we're just gonna not have... be right about this. Damn it. Yeah. Hey, you were in good company. You're in good company with the sledges because they, they agree with you as well. I think, I, I think. Uh, he's, why they're vying. my new best friends and there's a new yeah exactly i think she's buying for you guys just to be like full-time co-host now co so <laughs> <laughs> back yeah it's yeah boomer's wrong again isn't that right ken and ashley yes he is yes that's right no. <laughs> she, just needs like, she just needs like that button like just ashley going yes gabby you're right yes gabby you're right <laughs> Oh my goodness. Oh yeah, I'm in so much trouble with in this show. Okay. Um before yeah, before I dig myself a super hole and we start talking about Nightmare on Elm Street. What's it like in China, Boomer? Uh yeah. Um we'll get into our we'll get into our ratings. Um uh, and we'll start we, I'll, I'll, you know what? I'll, I'll I'll start this out so we can finish with the most positive <laughs> things last. Um but no, I I really like this film. Um, I really, really like this, this movie. And like I said, it's not that I, I didn't like it. There was just the one aspect that I, I had trouble with. And I'm really thankful to have you on here to kind of, you know, lead, lead me through that and kind of explain some, you know, at least your perspective on it, uh, Ken, because it does, it, it does make a lot more sense. And I understand the psychological torture aspect that uh, this movie has, and it does it really well. It's just, I don't, for some reason, I could not get that to click in my brain. But it doesn't mean that I didn't like the film. I, I really, really enjoy this one. I think it is just incredible, absolutely incredible with the the atmosphere, the scares, the camera work. We didn't even talk about the cinematography, which is just brilliant mm -hmm. in this movie. This um, is a beautiful movie. It is. Yeah. It is. And it's it's fantastic. Something I will watch over and over again. It's not my like I said, it's not my favorite movie, but I do absolutely, absolutely love it. Uh, and I'll have to give it a four 
and a half out of out of five. Okay, that's pretty good. Yeah, we'll turn it to we'll we'll just go right in line. Gabby, we'll we'll, we'll go to you next, and we'll we'll finish up with Ken and Ashley. Okay. Well, I don't understand your score, but I'm taking it because it's good. My score also <laughs> is four and a half out of five, and I fucking love it. It's one of my favorites. <laughs> and you're like, mm, not my favorite, but a four and a half. Well, and to, well, like, to be no, fair, it's my I favorite. I fucking love this movie, and I want every single person that I've ever met in my. I will give you my Shutter login to watch this movie. No, <laughs> yeah. four and a half. Well, out to of be five. fair, very close to awesome. a perfect five, but. No, you know what? It is a five. It's a five out of five for me. I want to be scared. Awesome. And this movie mm -hmm. scares the ever living hell out of me. It's a five. Right. Awesome. Awesome. Yeah. Um, you know, all, all the movies that are in basically my top 20, top 25 are getting fives out of five. So, I mean, that's that's where I come down with it. This would probably be somewhere in the 40 to 50 range, but I, I really, really enjoy it. Mm -hmm. um, and we'll we'll turn it to you guys next, Ken and Ashley. What what are you rating Dark and the Wicked? Um, I'm also going to give it a four and a half out of five. Um, I enjoy it. It scares me. I like the message behind it. Um, and I mean, honestly, it's entertaining also. So even though it's dark and you get that anxiety, it's still not something that you have to be in the mood for. You mm -hmm. can just pop it in and sure. still, um, you know, you still have fun with it. So a four and a half out of five for me. I'm going to say I'm the most critical person probably on the whole. Um, when it comes to ratings, um, I've only ever given three horror movies a four and a half out of five. I've only ever given one film ever a five out of five, and uh, that is Pee-wee's Big Adventure. Um, the three horror movies that I've given a four and a half out of five to are A Nightmare on Elm Street, Psycho, and The Dark and the Wicked. Um, wow. Now, this movie, yes, this movie is, it's it's very close to being perfect, but there are in the second act, some very slow moving moments that mm -hmm. really don't amount to anything um, that felt like, I honestly feel like this would have been better if it would have gone the route of like host and been like a one hour movie. I feel like there's easily a good 10 to 15 minutes of just filler that doesn't you know, I'm need to be. I'm going to agree with that because I um, hate a long movie. Yeah. <laughs> so, I mean, like, and this one wasn't annoyingly long. I'll, you know yeah. what I mean? Like, obviously I'm giving it four and a half and I don't give high rankings. I never do. Um, but I mean, like my biggest complaint is it has a couple slow moving parts. That's pretty damn good. The yeah. scares are genuine. The jump scares are genuine. The acting is phenomenal. I think this could be in my top 10 favorite scores of all time. Yes. Um, whether it's the mom singing or the string swelling while she's doing, but they, they know how to have an absence of score as well, which is just as important when making a horror film is the absence of a score at certain moments. So yeah. this movie does the things that it's supposed to do and it does them well. And the things that it's not supposed to do, it freaking does them well. Like the things that you don't expect out of this movie, the love, the kindness, the great message of, ex of being, you know, of not taking your family for granted right. and knowing that at any moment the light could turn off. It takes those overwhelmingly sad and heavy moments and makes them, oh my gosh, like so in your face, like, and it's sad, it's heartbreaking, it's scary, it's everything I love in a horror movie. And like I said, it's to me the closest to being a perfect horror movie as you can possibly get right up there with Psycho and Nightmare on Elm Street. The only difference is 
I love the ending to this movie, <laughs> where I despise the ending to Nightmare on Elm Street oh. and Psycho. Let's I think those are two even... of the worst endings of any <laughs> movie like, I've no, ever seen. Not today. No. I just, come on. <laughs> Listen, I'm not going to get too, you know, I'm not going to go two six degrees of separation here, but Norma Bates has killed all these people. You're going to tell me a cop is going to take her down by picking her arm up and taking, come on, come on. And Norman, Norma. Yeah, and then you got the dumb Freddy car and then mom coming. getting sucked coming. through the window. Like, Listen, that's stupid. Uh, the Dark and the Wicked doesn't have any glaring moments to me that are stupid you know what i mean like yeah. and i love alfred hitchcock psycho i love a nightmare on elm street but those have moments that are just purely stupid mm -hmm. and don't make sense this doesn't have that to me so the dark and the wicked it's just it's such a oh my gosh i would recommend this to anybody because anyway. like you said earlier gabby something you said that stuck with me this has something that can jump out to anybody if you like religious horror it has it if you're a psychological horror fan, it has it. If you're if you're into that gore porn, even though I hate that term, this does have its fair share of gore. Mm -hmm. Like it has a little bit of it. And it's even got, even though I know you don't like it, Gabby, it does have a little bit of that slasher feel of people trapped in a house and there's something out there stalking yeah. them that they can't see. You know, like yeah, it which, has yeah, a little I, bit of something for I everybody. agree with you completely. I, yeah. I mean Michael Myers is always hiding in the curtains. They literally have the devil hiding in the goats right in plain I sight. Can't I can't mean, like, wait to go uh, see the devil hiding in the goats. <laughs> I'm so excited. I mean, like, yeah. Uh, and yeah. I, I'm usually very, very critical. Even movie, House, one of my favorite movies of all time, I ranked that a three and a half out of five. Wow. And that's the first horror movie I watched. That's my still to this day favorite horror movie. But we're not talking about favorites here. We're talking about greatness. Mm -hmm. And yeah. Dark and the Wicked to me, is greatness i think this movie is a work of art i think it's one of the most underrated horror movies of all time and that's why i've said on social media a thousand times any podcast i don't care if you have two listeners and it's your first episode you've ever done if you want sledgehammer horror to come on there and talk about the dark and the wicked mm -hmm. with you i'll talk about this with anybody at any time and for me to have my first in-depth conversation about it here on podcast in the woods means more to me than i could ever say to anybody because yeah. you two are genuinely two of the sweetest kindest people and gabby to finally get this chance to work with you has been so <laughs> like above what, what we had hoped it would be and, um, <laughs> boomer, every time oh we God. work with you we fall more in love with you so yeah um this has just been so incredible and you i would genuinely love to work with you guys at any chance we get yeah this is fun I'm so, so glad that, we, that I was able to come on here. That too. was my, the only thing, like I said, there's always one thing that's wrong. And the only thing I was worried about with this episode was my wife might not be able to make it, but she was able to make it. And man, I've had such an amazing time with you guys and being able to have Ashley here for it. This has just been one of my, and I'm not, this is not lip service. This is genuinely from the bottom of my heart, been one of my favorite podcasts I've ever been a part of. This yeah. has awesome. just been amazing. I'm talking to two amazing people about a movie that I love. I've learned about Hershey's white chocolate, Kit Kat chocolate. <laughs> I've learned about Brock and his ability to bring candy. I mean, like if I ever need candy, I'm getting, I'm looking through the phone book at every Brock. I'm going to be like the Terminator looking for Sarah Connor. It's, it's Brock. He I need Kit Kat. He doesn't work Kat. there anymore. Like, he doesn't work there anymore. Yeah. And he, he won't ask oh. his friends. I've he, asked. He's useless. He's useless. <laughs> Just kidding. Yeah. I don't even know you. Brock. Yeah, no, no, no. Brock's listening yeah, to this episode. Now. Like, I, I thought we were done. He's not a really cool guy, so I don't talk to him. I just wanted the chocolate when I was right. pregnant. I don't get that now, so. 
we would love to have you guys back on our show again too. And anytime you guys need a guest, please let us know if we can make it happen. I promise you we'll be here. This is anytime. just been so amazing. Yeah, like, awesome. And Gabby, after this, I'm going to hit you up so we can get your, my first horror movie planned. Yay! So we could do that. And, um, and at, maybe in November, we're going to do a couple lives that we haven't uh, quite announced yet, but we'll have you guys back. Maybe we can get you guys and Dice rolling together. We can do a top 10 countdown together. I haven't met <laughs> so, her yet. That would be great. Oh, you'll you'll love her. She's yeah, fantastic. Like the, <laughs> the amount of positive energy that will be coming through Zoom might crash the servers <laughs> if we have you guys. I love Dice it. I'm here one. for it. Yes. Yes. Yeah. I'm, you guys and- are amazing. I'm so, so happy I got to meet you guys tonight. And I can't wait to talk to you again. Too. Mm-hmm. My heart is so mm-hmm. full and warm. Thank you. Aww. You. Yeah, you guys are are just so amazing, and yeah, it's it's Wait. always I, I knew it was gonna be so so much fun. What? Booms. We didn't bring up like one time. Home is where the haunt is. Rude. I know that's what I was going to do. Rude. That's very. I'm glad. I'm glad you thought of it. Uh, but yeah, when we were going out, I was gonna be like, okay, uh, you know. <laughs> <laughs> do our like little mm-hmm. outro but um we'll, we'll go ahead and and do well actually we got to do the twitters first and then and then we'll do that but um i did put this out on the uh on the twitterverse to see what you guys' thoughts uh were and we got a got a few responses on that friend of the show evil reaper says an incredible movie absolutely my friend and uh thank you for writing in we love you and thank you for listening horror wolf 666 says great film kurt says great really creepy and yeah that absolutely i think we touched on all that it's just yeah. oh my goodness this movie's a nightmare at times mm-hmm. <laughs> mm-hmm. so yeah, yeah absolutely and that so is scary. that's it guys that is the dark and the wicked and we want to thank you for for joining us once again and before we get out of here kind of like gabby touched on we will do it yes um want to say one more time thank you to you know writer director uh actors of home is where the haunt is yeah big stars we got we got today um and we are we are super super happy you were able to join us and one more time before we get out of here why don't you tell the listeners where they can uh find you uh yeah you can find us on instagram and facebook at sledgehammer horror you can find us on twitter at sledgehammer horror h-o-r and you can find us on youtube at youtube.com slash sledgehammer horror Awesome. And like I said, all those links will be down in the description because you owe it to yourself to check out their amazing <laughs> channel. One of the most unique channels on, on YouTube. They do so True. much. Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah. Uh, in, yeah, they That's do uh, like just incredible stuff. Oh, yeah. Unbelievable. Um, and thank you. <laughs> and that is it for us tonight. So until next time, say goodnight, Gabby. <laughs>